Hey, we're back for another podcast episode of Bad Talks. We are talking about a very, very important subject this morning. I think this is super important for anyone who's in a relationship, who's looking to be in a relationship, even if you're married, because I think that this topic will touch nerves on all sides of the coin and kind of make you rethink the way you approach your relationships. Uh, We're going to talk about the topic of the five stages of relationships And, you know, I found this article I was researching about different layers that happen in relationships because, you know, I'm obsessive about this stuff. Like, I want us to get it right. I want us to think about things that we do um, in relationships that cause success and what causes setbacks. So I think it's kind of like your DNA. You know how there's certain things that are inherent and habit forming for you. And your parents may look at you and say, oh, my God, that's the same thing your dad would do. And, you know, it's just... Habit. It's like the way you may eat or the way you may walk or the way you may talk. I think the same analogy can be carried over to relationships. I think a lot of times we have certain ways that we imprint towards relationships based on our past experiences and past things that happen. So we had trauma that happened in previous relationships. And if someone does a certain thing, it triggers that specific reaction in us. And good things that can trigger the opposite. Um, Good morning, uh, afternoon, evening, good night, wherever you uh, podcasters are located in this beautiful world of ours. Um, But yes, this is uh, Bad Talks again. And yes, we are simply lounging and discussing certain uh, things, uh, topics uh, that relate to relationships and to people. So I I jumped in right quick because as I heard Eno um, talking about things that can trigger um, you and your current relationship um, that may be on the, kind of the, 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 the downside or the red flag side, as we've discussed in previous podcasts, I just had to jump in and say, what? On the opposite. Because there can be, I think we give sometimes relationships such a negative meaning because of the hurt that was involved. But let's not forget some of the beauties that were also involved that can be re-triggered in another relationship with another person. It could be something as simple as someone sending you a note, a text message. Hey, just checking on you. Boom. And it triggers something. Wow. I remember having this feeling that I had maybe in a previous relationship. So I just had to jump in right quick. You know? Yeah, thank you. Because he knows, Kay knows I can go very clinical very fast, like a doctor <laughs> dissecting things. And so he brings <laughs> he brings my balance to, hey, remember this. And probably because when people are talking to me and I'm coaching, you're not typically coming to me when you're happy. It's usually when like something traumatic has happened. So thanks for reminding me, Kay, that there's a lot of happiness too, to relationships, which is why we keep pursuing them. So. Well, it, it's true. Why, why do we go to the doctor? Do we go to the doctor when we're feeling well? Yes or no? No. No. So no, the same thing. People come to you because unfortunately, most, I would say, are not feeling well. Not feeling well about a breakup. Not feeling well of what's going on in the midst of a relationship. You've had many, many emails, many calls, many uh, clients who have reached out to you because they are hurting. So let's be real with it that we don't go to the doctor when things are going well. We go to the doctor when something is ailing us or something we cannot fix or repair or think we cannot fix or repair ourselves. Absolutely. So on that note, we'll jump right in. I'm going to name all the stages and then we'll break down each stage. So the five relationship stages include the romance stage, the power struggle stage, the stability stage, the commitment stage, 
and the co-creation or bliss stage. So again, there's five relationship stages that we go to. So let's jump in and talk about the first stage, which is a high. It's the highest <laughs> of the romance a stage. High. I mean, let's be real. First of all, when you think about stages, um, you think about a point in time, a period in time before proceeding to the next period of time. Um, and this, as everyone knows, we long to feel this natural high. I know marijuana has been legalized in multiple cities and states. Uh, to share a little snippet with the podcast audience, um, was in uh, Chicago uh, recently and uh, had an experience uh, <laughs> in one of the, uh, I don't want to say the name, but in one of the, I guess you could say, cab with one of the cab drivers and upon arriving to the vehicle or getting in the vehicle you could easily smell the aura the essence of cannabis <laughs> cannabis that's weed uh erky jerky uh whatever you guys want to call it, it. but it was heavy now what got me was that Whoever this driver was, they obviously were feeling pretty darn good. So good that they didn't even spray the car prior to passengers entering. So they were naturally high. Okay. Now, I'm not going to say they were high while driving, but they had an experience prior to picking us up. Well, I later found out that it is legalized in uh, Chicago or in Illinois uh, for medicinal purposes, medical purposes. I bring it up because we associate being high always with uh, a drug that we either have to inhale, inject, uh, or, or digest. Well, this first stage, as Eno mentioned, the romance stage, that's the high. That's the drug. All of us seek it at some point or another. That's why we jump, or some people tend to jump from relationship to relationship just to feel that feeling again. And let's be real, Eno, some people actually leave their current relationship just so they can get that right. hit in another relationship. And if you think about when people, when there's infidelity, there's a high that mm. comes from that. It's like, it's exciting. It's different from the stability often that, you know, a person may have in their current relationship. And it, it literally feeds those chemicals in your brains, oxytocin mm -hmm. and dopamine, which right. are feel good. Um, exactly. That you can get feelings. from exercising. You can get from any euphoric type feel. Exactly. And so this romance stage is tricky because, you know, it can last anywhere from two months to two years. That's a long time. Mm. And if you think of the period of time when most people get married, it's usually within a, what, a year, mm -hmm. you say, or two years. So they're still often sometimes in the romance stage, which is why sometimes after that, people are like, why are they having issues? They were doing really well because during this stage, you kind of drop your guard. You let things go that you, you normally wouldn't let go. You're not focused on your partner's flaws. You just mm -hmm. kind of ride through it. Exactly. And so that takes us to the next stage of when couples start to have ch challenges. And this is the most common stage when couples break up. It's called the power, power struggle. struggle stage. The love hangover. That reminds me of the Diana oh, Ross song. <laughs> sing a little bit of it. Oh, no. Don't just, make me sing. No, just sing a little bit of it. You know, there's something. I mean, give them. Oh, believe it or not. You know, has. <laughs> She, I call it, it's a Macy Grayish type voice, or I guess you could say a, uh, what was the other, who's the other artist uh, I, I mentioned? Michelle. For those of you who back in the day remember, it, they could sing, they could hold the tune, but it was kind of off key, on key, but it flowed. So Eno's going to give us a little snippet of that. Oh, wow. I can song. Really 
so I'm not gonna I'm just gonna sing a snippet and see now that he set me up I feel like the pressure <laughs> sing the, it but the song kind of went like I got the sweetest hangover I don't wanna get over so in that phase I'm, bingo and that's it that was it <laughs> In that power struggle stage, that's when you really start to see the, you know, the faults or the flaws mm-hmm. of that person. And they and you guys are kind of bumping heads on certain things mm-hmm. because you're seeing things different ways. I, kind of, I, I like to also title it kind of the learning stage because you're learning how the other person thinks. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if it's not aligned with the way you see or think, it's easy to get caught up in that and think, oh, this is not the person I thought they were. We're, mm. we're not compatible. Which, But in reality, this is a stage where you're really figuring out like who that person is. Mm. And, and you have to give that time to play out. Do you have any insights on this stage? Well, the, the key word in that is, is power, the power struggle. Those two words are the ones that stand out with me. Um, power meaning one's ability to exercise his or her strength. Okay, and the struggle, of course, meaning or symbolic of resistance. All right, so those are the two things that stand out with me. And honestly, you're able to see and test what the other party is made of, or the other person, or what you are made of, or what your relationship in this case is made of. The power struggle. I really think this is where, as the old term goes, where the rubber meets the road. Because remember, this is right after the first stage. Okay, which is that romantic stage. And now you go right into the power struggle stage. See, this is where reality is kicking in. You're on this kind of a a dream fantasy world. And now you're coming down to a certain extent to the reality world. One thing about kids is kids just see joy and happiness in in any and everything. But unfortunately, because of the stages of life, our children, as we were once, will one day see the realities of life. That doesn't negate what you remember as a child, just like it doesn't negate what you remember when you were in the romantic stage of a relationship. But eventually you come to terms and have to come to grips with, wow, this is not like it was as a kid. You remember when we were kids, we always say, I can't wait. I can't wait to be a grown up. And your parents will say, you just wait because it's coming. <laughs> what they were saying is you better enjoy this fun filled fantasy right, this stage, stage, this blissful stage. It's going to end. It is going to end. Yeah. So, yeah. And two things I wanted to add, you know, there's a couple of patterns that happen at the power stage. One partner may pull away and withdraw. Mm-hmm. Then the other person may chase them back to uh, pull them back. Mm-hmm. So that this is when that cycle can occur. The other thing is during the power stage is important to learn the skills of communication to work through the difficulties. You're not going to agree on everything. And I think that it's okay to have spirited discussions. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that, to disagree on things, but to respect each other's perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, one more thing I want to add about this stage is usually couples will either break up during the stage. They just they jump out of the relationship or they work through it. So that takes us to stage number three. Uh, Stage number three is the stability stage. So this is when you get to the point of the relationship where you recognize you and your partner are different and you give up in your desire to change them or make them conform to who you are. So you realize it's okay that they're different from you. You recognize and appreciate their unique qualities. Um, and you realize that they're not going to meet all of your needs. Well, I, yeah, but I don't necessarily just see it as, as that. When, when you know, I'm, I'm the type when I see a certain word, I try to dissect it. Or sometimes I just naturally dissect it, even when I'm not trying for the most part. Stable just means secure, firm. OK, this is like you just stated, though. This is a challenge within itself also, because as 
Everything else is tested in our lives. Stability is tested in our lives. Relationships with our jobs, um, even even with our finances. How stable are you with finances? I heard you mention this once, you know, that you're very big on how people manage their finances. Um, a lot of times that's why I look to you for certain. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think like the, the financial piece is always interesting because it kind of tells you how people manage their world. And of course, there could be setbacks and challenges that people have. But if there's never any stability over any period of time that could give you insights into their character mm -hmm. and then i was just going to comment on the stability stage that this is also too where people can i think get that itch mm -hmm. that seven-year itch they call it or five-year five itch year, we, five we year were talking seven. about yeah. because stability can be boring mm -hmm. you know this is when you are falling into a routine as a couple the novelty of the high you're just sitting on the boat has worn off right? you're not rowing the boat right that's a terrible analogy <laughs> But you literally think about it. Sitting on the boat is great. But if you're sitting on that boat for hours or days or boring. weeks, it's like, okay. Someone needs to start pedaling. Let's, you know, what, what do they say? Kind of discourage the waters, all right, mm -hmm. to a certain extent. That's the equivalent of, uh, you know, stability. Which takes us to the next stage, um, the commitment stage. So this is when you really realize that your partner isn't ideal. Um, you, 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 again, you're not trying to remodel them into who you are. There's a mutual respect for who, who each of you guys are. Exactly. And I think that's the most, that's one of the most important parts because you realize where, where you are at this moment, at this phase, are you one to another strong, not allowing outside sources coming in, or is it just you and your partner, you and right. your, your SO significant other? And then, but then the, the scary thing about this stage is you might think, okay, now I've done my work. You know, we've gotten through the power struggle. We got through the romance stage, the power struggle, the stability stage. So we're good. Mm -hmm. But then there's another stage that has to occur after this, which is called the bliss or co-creation stage. So this is really where you're applying all the principles you've learned from all the stages melding it together. You're making contributions to the world. You, you know, you're taking projects on that are joint um, it's more of a collaborative relationship. I mean, and who doesn't want to be in this particular stage? Because now you're showing that your relationship seems to be proven. Okay. Well, guys, for the first time, we actually were just, we took this from an article we read. So that's why if it sounded quite scripted, it's because it was. This is a pretty good article. And with that being said, you know, do you got anything? No, you guys just, you know, go out there, think about your, your relationships, uh, your past relationships, how you can grow from them, your current, and focus on the good. Thanks, Kay, for that reminder and the bad, and meld those together. And on that note, we'll see you soon. Yeah, yeah. She feels like some